Hello and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen to this message, it helps you grow closer to God and inspires you to live like Jesus. Thanks for listening. Here's the message. Last week, I had all of you guys um, write, if you were here last week, we gave everybody a piece of paper and we asked you to write your little fox or the thing that is is bothering you or that you know is a sin in your life. We asked you to pin those to the cross or put them on the stage. And uh, many of you did that. And I want to thank you for that. And it really is helping us to write this series But one of the things I discovered as you pin those to the cross is there really is a consensus of the things that we struggle with as a church, that we struggle with as men and women. And those are the things we're going to deal with in this series. Today, we're going to deal with one that's um, really, the Lord's really kind of opened my eyes to this. But many of you wrote this on the cross. And uh, this is two things, but they go hand in hand. We're going to deal with offense and anger. Why are we so easily offended and why are we so easily angered? But have you noticed in the world we live in, it seems people get really, really offended. How many of you have noticed that people get really offended? Raise your hand if you notice people get mad and offended. If you don't have your hand raised and you haven't realized that people get easily offended, two things here. You either don't have social media or you don't have political views. Because if you have either one of those things, people are going to get offended. But here's the truth. Here's what I've discovered. One of the most startling things to me is that oftentimes it's Christians who get offended the most. It's Christians get offended the easiest. So right from the beginning, I want everybody to kind of ask this question. Ask yourself this. Am I easily offended? Am I easily offended? Maybe you don't recognize it. Maybe you don't recognize that you get easily offended. Or what I think a lot of what happens with a lot of us is we recognize that we're easily offended. We recognize that we're easily angered, but we justify it. We justify it. But here's a little test. Here's here's some questions you can ask yourself or maybe you can answer. Here's some questions to see if you get too easily offended. Do you get angry over little things quite often? Do little things anger you? Do others say that you make mountains out of molehills? Do you frequently take things the wrong way? Do you make assumptions? Do you assume? Do others feel that they have to walk on eggshells around you? Do others consider you high maintenance? Now, one thing with this sermon series is one of the things we ask is there's no elbowing, no finger pointing, and no saying, my spouse really needs to hear this message, all right? This is for you. Because I saw you guys. I saw you going, all right? Maybe the Lord needs to do that back to you, all right? This is for you. This is a sermon series for you. But if any of these things right here spoke to you, if you just took an elbow in the ribs from your spouse or from God, I don't want to offend you, but this message might be for you. So ask yourself things like this. Am I easily offended by things that people say to me or things that if people disagree with me, am I easily offended? Or ask yourself this, am I just looking to be offended? Because I think a lot of us are. We're looking for offense. I literally, I saw this the other day. 
There's a new church that's launching today in Springfield and I pray that God blesses that church. It's called Limitless Church. And I pray that God blesses them and I've read some of their, the things that's happening in their church. And so they had this Facebook post about their church and the things that were offending people on this brand new church's Facebook, they were asking people to fill out a questionnaire or something so they could be better prepared for people to be there. And people were like, well, I remember when I went to church as a kid, you didn't have to fill out anything to go. You don't have to. You don't have to fill it out. They weren't like holding a gun to your head. They were just saying, hey, this will help us serve you better. But people get offended, you know, or here's another question. Maybe you find yourself easily offended because you always have to be right. You identify with being right. So the question today that I want all of us to ask ourselves is this, why do we find ourselves so easily offended and incredibly angry? Why? And I know this is a tough question today, and I know we want to justify it because let's be honest, in the world we live in today, there are a lot of crazy, opinionated people out there, right? They're everywhere. Some of them are probably sitting by you right now. You are probably one of them right now. They're on social media. They're everywhere. They're the kids. You know, as, I've, as I coach my boys, I've realized that some of those opinionated people are the parents of the kids you're trying to just coach. And I want to tell them, I work for free. I get a t-shirt out of the deal. Stop being mad at me. And you work with them and you share the same blood as them. And some of you call you mom or dad and they know everything and they're loud and they're opinionated and they push your buttons and they get under your skin and we just want to put them straight. And Pastor Chad has the audacity to stand on a stage and say, don't be offended and don't be easily angered. Pastor Chad, how can we do this? It's impossible. I want to give you some hope today. I don't think this is impossible. I don't, I think we can live our lives without being offended and angry. And I want you to look at me as your example. I don't, I have tough skin. I'm not easily offended. I'm just not. Unless you mess with my wife. Or unless you hurt one of my kids. Or unless you criticize my church. Or unless you criticize my sermon. Or unless you tell me I look fat in this shirt. Okay, maybe I do get offended. <laughs> and maybe you shouldn't look at me. Because what I've realized is as I've allowed, like Psalm 139 says, as I've allowed the Lord to search my heart and reveal to me anything in me that might be offensive to him, I've realized I get too easily offended. And I'm too quick to get angered. And I get angrier at things that I shouldn't get angry at. But I do want to give us some hope today. And I do just want to tell you, I do think it's possible for us as Christians to not live so easily offended or so angry and ready to throw stones all the time. I do. So yes, listen to me. Today's message might offend you. Today's message might anger you. It might make you want to throw stones at me. And I thought about putting stones in every chair, but then I thought somebody might throw one, so I didn't. But listen to me, if this message does offend you, if this message does hit your heart, don't tune it out. Don't deflect it, but instead, can you all do me a favor? Can you ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you anything in your heart that might be offensive? Can you ask the Holy Spirit to show you? And if he does, will you be open to allow him to deal with that? 
Because we want to stop destroying the vineyards. We want to stop ruining relationships, right? So let's pray. Jesus, I ask in these next few moments, if you could be in this room and if you could speak, Lord, I, I believe that this message is for every single one of us. I believe a lot of us need to hear this. So Lord, I, just as I wrestled with this sermon, Lord, I pray that everyone in these seats wrestle with it. And Holy Spirit, shine your light on us. Speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, before I go any further, you might be wondering, what in the world is Pastor Chad wearing? What does that shirt say? Well, this is, we have new merchandise in the, in the lobby um, for you to buy. But this, this shirt right here says, um, Tehillah, not Tequila, for anybody that gets it mixed up. All right? Tehillah, and it means spontaneous praise. It's from our sermon series this summer where we talked about the seven Hebrew words of praise. Tehillah, this is Hebrew, and it means spontaneous praise. Now, if you mix Tequila and Tehillah, you might get something else spontaneous. But that's not what we're advocating. That's not what this shirt is about. And don't get offended because I said tequila in church. All right. All right. So anyway, just go out there and you can buy you one of these shirts. But uh, if you have a Bible, turn with me to James chapter one, verse 19. It'll also be on the screen. But I do want to tell you this, this sermon series right here, but this message in particular, I knew I was supposed to preach on it, but I didn't know it was for me. That's how the Lord usually gets me is he tells me to preach on something. Then I'm realizing in the middle of it, I'm like, oh, you suckered me because you want to do something in my heart, right? And so this message, I tell you, I rewrote this. I didn't tell them first service. I, I rewrote this message um, probably five or six times. I'd get it and I was like, this is not it because the Lord is just digging at my heart. And so I pray that this speaks to you today. But James chapter one, verse 19 says this. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to become angry. Let's ask ourselves a question. How well are we doing with that one? How well are we doing with that, all right? How are you doing with this command as a follower of Jesus? I would probably say the majority of us are too quick to speak our opinion and we're too quick to get angry and we're too slow to listen, right? We probably get it all backwards. But James, the brother of Jesus, tells us here in James 1.19, our calling as Christians, our calling as Christ followers is to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And man, this is a tough one. This is a tough scripture. It's, it's, it's like one of those that you kind of like wrestle with. How do I do this? And, and as I was thinking about this message, I was thinking about this series, and I was thinking about this verse, I realized I haven't always been easily offended. It's like I didn't just wake up one day in my 40s and say, you know what, I think I'm going to be offended today. It's just kind of a slow burn and a slow simmer. You know, and maybe I took offense at, you know, like at seven years of age and a kid messed with my yellow Tonka truck, you know? Anybody remember those yellow Tonka dunk trucks? You know, they don't make those anymore, but um, those were the cool trucks. You could ram them into rocks and, you know, but maybe somebody put a dent in one and offended me. I don't know. Or I've also realized that I get offended by drivers. Anybody else get offended by drivers? Anybody, there's three of us that are like honest and the rest of us are liars. But anyway, some of us, you know, but what, but like, why do I get offended by drivers? Here's why I get offended by drivers. And maybe some of you are going to be able to relate. All right. I think the slow drivers intentionally drive slow in front of me. Anybody agree with me? It's like, I, I believe 
that they intentionally do that. I believe that they're just going 75 miles an hour down the road and they see Chad coming like, oh, slow down, Chad's coming. And they get in front of me and they drive stupid and they drive, I promise you, I believe that. I believe that everybody I'm driving beside is wanting to race me. And I get up beside them and I don't care if they're driving a V10 and I'm in a four cylinder, I'm like, I've got them. I'm gonna, and I get offended at them. Anybody else, can, can anybody else relate? You know, but, but honestly, in today's, some of you are like, Lord Jesus, help me, all right? But in today's world, listen to me, it, it seems like it's getting easier and easier and easier to get offended and to get angry. Man, when I'm talking about this message, I said it earlier, but this is not a message or a series where you have the freedom to point a finger. I, you know, if you know somebody needs to hear it, great, send it to them, but check your own heart first. All right, this message is not to the world. I'm not preaching, listen, the world's gonna be the world. This message is for the church. I'm speaking to us as Christians. I'm speaking to this room. I'm speaking to all of you in this place right now because I believe the church needs to hear this message because I believe there's this overwhelming desire in the church to number one, feel right. And number two, we also wanna feel wronged at the same time. We want to feel like we're right, but we also have this desire to feel wronged. And it's this overwhelming occurrence that's happening in the church today. And listen to me, I believe in the church, hard lines are being drawn. And we have this mentality that says you're either with me or you're against me. You're my friend or you're my foe. And I just want to tell you, I think it's divisive and I think it's destroying the vineyards and I think it's destroying relationships. And I'm just going to tell you, I don't think that God is pleased with how easily we are offended and how incredibly quickly we get angry. I don't think God is in heaven saying, good job, Chad. Way to get angry again at that car that just passed by you. But we get offended. So with all that kind of as the groundwork, I want to ask you this question that I want to drive today's message. And I want you to think about this. Here's the question for you. How effective is your anger? How effective is your anger? Like, if you're easily offended, is it working? If you're easily angered, listen to me, here's the big question. Is it making you more like Jesus? Hello? Is it helping you make a difference in people's life? How effective is your anger? Is it working? Is it making you more loving? How's your anger? Is it making you more loving? Is it, is it drawing people to Jesus? Ask yourself, is my anger making people say, man, I really want to serve that Jesus? Like when you blow up on somebody on social media because they have a different opinion than you and you want to blow up on them. And, but man, when we get done, it probably makes us feel better. Whew, I'm glad I told them. It's not making a difference. And it's not making people say, ooh, I want to come serve Jesus. How effective is your anger? How effective is it? Yes, it might make you feel better in the moment, but as a kingdom-minded disciple of Jesus Christ who's called to love others and to love God, is your anger effective? Is it effective? Or is your anger, listen to me, a little fox that's destroying the vineyards? 
But Pastor Chad and some of you are angered even right now. But Pastor Chad, you just don't understand. Are you seriously standing up there on the stage and telling us we should be tolerant and okay with sin and injustice? Are you, are you telling us, if you think that of me, number one, that offends me. But number two, you don't know me because I am not standing up here saying we as the church need to be tolerant of sin. I am not saying we want to ignore sin. I'm not saying we want to be okay with it. No, this entire message, this entire series is about the church repenting. We need to get on our knees and repent for our sin. Listen to me. We can preach messages later when we're trying to reach the world, but right now the church needs to get right. We can't reach the world until the church gets right. And I'm not saying we're going to be perfect, but man, we need to deal with the little foxes that are destroying the vineyards. Is anybody hearing me? So this message is for the church. This message is for us. I'm preaching to this room right here, but I am not saying we need to be tolerant. I am not saying we need to ignore sin. I'm saying, yes, we need to repent and we need to have a heart that says no to sin, all that. But one thing I do know is this. I'm also, I, I've, I've been a sinner and I know that sinners are going to sin and I know that I was once lost. And I was deep in sin, in, even in my early age. I, if I hadn't had Jesus, I was going down the wrong path. I know that I was a sinner, and I know that Jesus came, even at an early age, and he showed me love, and he showed me mercy, and he showed me grace, and he redeemed me of my sins. I want you to hear me today. Jesus didn't win me because he got angry at me. Jesus didn't get angry. Jesus didn't win me because he got offended by a sin that I committed. And then he went on social media and he posted about it. Jesus didn't blacklist me. Jesus didn't say, well, I'm not going to talk to you for five days because you offended me. No, Jesus won me because he first loved me. That while I was still a sinner, he sent his son to die for me. That's why I love Jesus. That's why Jesus won me. Not because he was angry, not because he was opinionated, but because he loved me. And church, what I want to tell us we need to do today is we need to leave with lo lead with love, not with anger. Are we getting this? Is anybody hearing me? So how effective is your anger? How effective is it? Look back at James chapter one for our answer to this. This is gonna tell us, James one again, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. I think this needs to be our motto. I think we need to print this out, put it on our mirror, put it on our refrigerator, put it on our rear view mirror in our car, put it on the toilet, whatever you need, whatever's going to be the best reminder for you, put this there and make this your motto. But why, why should we be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to become angry? Listen to what it says, because human anger doesn't produce the righteousness that God desires. Listen to another translation. Human anger is never a legitimate tool to promote God's righteous agenda. Human anger. Your human anger or whatever you want to call it, your anger at the small offense, your anger at the major betrayal, your, your anger at the opposing political view, your anger at the dude who flips you off in the parking lot. Okay, that one angers me too. I don't like it. I want to break their finger off in the name of Jesus. But anyway, whatever, whatever it is, listen to me, your human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. He, it just doesn't. But Pastor Chad, you just don't understand. My, right, my anger is a righteous anger. I, sin angers me. Well, good for you. Sin angers me. 
And there are many of us in this room that we are legitimately angry when we see people living in sin and continually taking the grace of God for granted. And listen, I understand that. But I have a question for you today. Have you ever noticed that the righteous anger we say we have is always because of somebody else's sin? It's always the speck in somebody else's eye. Have we ever noticed that? It's always about somebody else. So maybe it's not righteous anger that we can justify. Maybe it's self-righteous anger. It's a little fox and it's destroying the relationships. Because you see, here's the deal. It's real easy for us as, a, as Christians to be offended when somebody speaks, when somebody cusses. How dare they do that? Yet we have spiritual pride. It's real easy for us as Christians to like sit there and get mad at somebody's public sexual sin. Yet when many of us are in our private rooms looking at porn. Have I offended you yet? If not, I'm coming for you. Because we need to deal with this. And our anger and our offense is divisive and it's destroying the vineyards and it's not pointing people toward Jesus. I wonder today how effective is your anger? Is your anger pointing people to the love and the mercy and the grace of Jesus? Is your anger today making you more joyful? Because I think people will serve Jesus more when we give them joy than we do anger. Let me ask, let me ask it this way. Is your tendency to be so easily offended, listen to me, hear me, is it enhancing and blessing your marriage? Let's ask that again, because I think most offense happens in the home. I think the people we get most offended with are living under the same roof as us. So let me ask it again. Is your tendency to be so easily offended, blessing and enhancing your marriage and making it better? Is your tendency to be so frequently offended making your kids say, that's how I want to live in love? Some tough questions, right? I had to answer them all and I, was, and I wasn't doing real good on some of these. Or is your anger destroying the vineyards? I would have to say if I went out on a limb here, I would guess that our offense and our anger is causing more destruction than it is pointing people in the right direction. And my heart for this series, my heart for this message, my heart for our church, my heart for you, my heart for me is we go in the right direction and we make a difference. So how are we going to do that? How we, how, we have to figure out how to let go of some of the anger and how to not be so easily offended. Like I think the best thing I could say is we need to learn as Christians to take a chill pill. So two ways to take a chill pill. Ready for this? Two ways. The first one, you might laugh, but you have to realize that number one, people are going to let you down. If you could live your life just realizing that people are going to let you down, it'd make you a lot happier. Look, to overlook an offense is the wisdom that Proverbs gives us in Proverbs chapter 19. Listen to what it says. An understanding person demonstrates patience. For mercy means holding your tongue. When you're insulted, be quick to forgive and forget it. Ouch. For you are virtuous when you overlook and, what's that word? For you're vir virtuous when you do what? Right here, these, these three words. We're virtuous when we do what? Overlook an offense. We're blessed. We're prosperous. We're acting like Jesus 
when we overlook an offense. Because here's the truth. People are going to let you down. And if I can give you some just wisdom that's just kind of like practical wisdom, one thing I've discovered is when people let you down, the majority of people that let you down are not doing it intentionally. Now, there are some jerks out there that just want to make you mad. Just get them out of your life, right? But most people, like, like if your parents let you down, they're not doing it intentionally. We don't sit there, as parents, we don't sit there and think, how can I make little Johnny mad? We don't, you know, we're not doing that. But the truth is, here's what I want you to hear. People are going to lie to you. They're going to lie to you. People are going to betray you. People are going to wear ugly San Diego Charger hats in your church. It's just, it is going to happen. <laughs> It's just like this neon sign that's just, <laughs> but listen, people are going to cheat. People are going to betray you. People aren't going to show up when they say they're going to show up. People are going to quit. They're going to say something that offends you and angers you. Ladies, your man's going to forget your birthday or your anniversary. It's going to happen. They aren't going to text you back, even though the little phone says they read it. Does that anger anybody else? Does that bother anybody else? My computer just, my iPad just went crazy. They're going to offend us. It's going to happen. But listen, it's going to continue to happen. Paul says it this way in 2 Timothy. As the end approaches, this is what he said, Paul says about people. I think we can say this is happening today. As the end approaches, people are going to be self-absorbed. They're going to be money-hungry. They're going to be self-promoting. They're going to be stuck up. They're going to be profane. They're going to be contemptuous of their parents. They're going to be crude. They're going to be coarse. They're going to be dog-eat-dog. They're going to be unbending. They're going to be slanderers. They're going to be impulsively wild. They're going to be savage. They're going to be cynical. They're going to be treacherous. They're going to be ruthless. They're going to be bloated windbags. That's a great one. They're going to be addicted to lust and allergic to God, and yet we get offended when they don't text us back. If we want to deal with the little foxes that are destroying the vineyards, please hear me today. You have to understand that people are going to be people. People are going to let you down. Listen to me. If they're not Jesus, they're not perfect. So lighten up. Take a deep breath. Relax. Talk yourself off the ledge. And do as Paul says in Romans 12, 18. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. That's what Paul tells us to do. And let your prayer be, Lord, help me to walk in the freedom from being so angry and being so offended. And help me to number two, and I close with this one, Lord, help me to number two, celebrate God's grace. Realize, number one, people are gonna let you down. But even when that happens, we can celebrate God's grace. I wanna ask you guys a question as I start to wrap up. How many of you, by show of hands, can tell me today you have never sinned? You've never lied. You've never cheated. You've never gossiped. You've never slandered somebody. You've never envied. You've never kicked the neighbor's dog when they pooped in your yard. You've, you've, never, you've never sinned, all right? And, and raise your hands and raise them high. Raise them proud if you have never sinned. Nobody in this room can raise their hands and say that. But I wanna ask you, if we can't raise our hands that we've never sinned, how are you sitting in this room today? How are you here? If you're a sinful being, how are you here? How can you sit in the presence of a holy God? How can you do that? Ephesians 2 tells us, for it's by the grace of, everybody say grace. For it's by the grace of God that you've been saved through faith. 
and it's not from yourselves. In other words, listen to me, it's not because you're good. It's not because you were holy. It's not because you have it all together. You didn't do everything right at church. It's not because God says, man, I just love that one. No, it's not because of you. It's the gift of God so that no one could boast. That's what scripture tells us. It's by the grace of God. It's because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. It's because of his perfection. It's because of his righteousness. It's his grace that makes us right with God. It's not your goodness. It's not your works. It's all because of his grace. And I want you to get this. I want you to write this down. If you can capture anything from today's message, I want every one of you to walk out of here with this nugget landing in your heart. When the grace of Jesus really sinks in, it's on the screen, but when the grace of Jesus really sinks in, we as Christians should be among the least offended and the least angry people in this world. Why? Because grace has redeemed me. Grace has forgiven me. So if, that has, if he has done that for me, why am I so easily offended? And why am I so easily angered? Grace, when the reality of his amazing grace sets in, you shouldn't be so easily offended and easily angered. I want to close with a story and some of you have been wondering what in the world is this thing doing on the stage? I want to close with a story today. John chapter eight tells us a story about a woman. She was an adulterous woman. The Bible tells us she was literally caught in the act of committing adultery. She was either married and sleeping with somebody else or she was sleeping with another married person. She was literally caught in the act. And a religious crowd of people are the ones that caught her. Isn't it sad? Let's just pause. Isn't it sad that if you are caught in sin, you would rather the world catch you than the church catch you? And the church catches her in sin. And they're offended because this woman has sinned against their God. And she sinned, really. They're not even necessarily angry that they sinned against God. They're more angry that they, she sinned against their law. And their law gave them the right. When somebody was sinning like that, they could stone them. And so this angry religious crowd grabs this battered and tattered and broken woman and they drag her to the feet of Jesus and I can just see all of it and they throw her at his feet and they've all got malicious grins on their face because they've been offended and they're angry and they're holding stones and they begin to throw accusations at her in front of Jesus and they say the law says that we can stone her the law says that we can kill her and Jesus just looks at them and Jesus kneels down and he begins to write. And he does, it's just, it baffles me what he writes. I, I, I don't fully understand, but tradition tells us that he might've been writing the sins of the accusers. Can you imagine being one of the ones that's holding the rock and then Jesus kneels down and he says, Chad, prideful. Abraham, liar. Joseph, looks at women lustfully. Hosea, cheater. And he just writes their names. The worst thing that they can imagine is happening right before their eyes. He's writing down their sins. And then Jesus does something. I, I don't even know if he looks up. And he's like, you guys are right. This is, what, this is what I picture Jesus saying. You guys are right. You caught her. She sinned. The law says she should be stoned. That's what the law says. You have a right to be offended and angry because of the law. But Jesus is like, but he who has no sin, 
Let him throw the first stone. You know, if this was happening in the church today, we might not bring them before Jesus, but we might bring them before our social media fans. Can you believe what they did? And we might gossip about them in our life group. And we, you know, Jesus, all these leaders, all this religious crowd, they dropped their stones one by one. And earlier today, I asked you intentionally, how many of you have never sinned? And not one of you, myself included, could raise our hands. Yet what we do is we find the sinner, we find the person who's offended us and angered us, and we hold on to our stones. And we don't necessarily throw it, but we want to hold on to it in case we need to. And Jesus is telling us, if you're without sin, you can throw the stone, but we still have them. We have our sins. We have our issues. We can't throw stones. So one by one, this religious crowd, they all walk away they drop their stones. And so we hold on to our stones because our stones make us feel better. You see, we want to be angry. What I've discovered is we want to be angry. We want to be angry at the world. We want to be angry at our spouse. Pastor Chad, how dare you? I don't want to be angry at my spouse. Correct my, forgive me for my words. Let me correct myself. We choose. We choose to be angry. We choose to be offended. We choose to be upset at our spouse. We choose to be upset at our parents. We choose to be upset at our coworker. We choose to be upset at the prodigal son or daughter that's running from God. We choose. When what we should be doing is, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me, a sinner. And one by one, they drop their stones. And today, my prayer, today, my challenge to all of you in this room, can we take our stones and can we rise above the offense? And can we rise above the anger? And can we drop our stones? And can we run to the arms and the mercy and the grace of Jesus? Realize people are gonna let you down. They're gonna fail, but you can walk in the freedom and the grace that is found in Jesus. And you can celebrate that grace. So drop the stones. Yes, you may feel as if you have a right to carry it, but you don't have a right because you have sin in you. So let's stop being offended and let's stop being angry and let's choose to be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. And let's learn to live and love like Jesus. That's the life he modeled. Let's live that life. Let's lead with love. Let's stop leading with anger. Let's lead with love and let's be who God has called us to be. And let's stop walking in our own sin. Let's deal with our own little sins that are destroying our relationships so we can be more like Him and so we can point more people to Jesus. And let's be less zealous about the things that we deem to be our right or the things that want to make us right. And let's be more zealous about Jesus and His mission and loving people and pointing them in the direction of Jesus. Is anybody with me? Thank you for listening to today's message. If you'd like to learn more about Destiny Church, how to get connected, or give online, visit destinychurch.me. Have a great week.